All right, so in this podcast, we get asked a lot why we're doing what we're doing, how we got here, um, you know, what led us, what was our path. So I thought today we might would actually talk about how we got here. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. So if you're watching this, you see slight difference in the setup here. Um, we have purchased a new mic. I'm hoping that it sounds better. We're trying to constantly increase the um, quality quality of our podcast. Um, so we did purchase a new mic and set up things a little differently in hopes that uh, it's going to come through sounding better on your end. And for those of you who are watching this instead of listening to the podcast... Our lighting is better, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better lights, uh, a better mic, and I hope that it all comes through in editing that is, you know, and worth and the very, money. And a very redneck sound wall. We're, we're still working on that. <laughs> I feel like Kylie's laugh is more famous than Kylie. <laughs> that and her bye. Bye. I feel quite pride in that because I'm the first, like, because I'm the one who told her to say bye. Bye. And she got in the habit of it. It's all you. All right. So the one thing we did not discuss is what is the, how do we want to do this order wise? How do do we? You go first. Me go first? Okay. I'm still not completely clear on what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do we come to this in our lives? How do we come to doing this? That is, that is basically the question that we get a lot, like. Um, you, you know, what made you guys start doing this? What made you guys start teaching self-defense? What made you want to learn self-defense? What made you want to do all of this? How did you get here with your lives at the moment? And that's, we get that question in some form a well, lot. I was always scrappy. I just didn't know I could make a career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people have asked about our backgrounds a little bit. So I thought, let's give like a, maybe a fast forward version of the background of how we got here. And all that kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, so I think, okay, since Kylie elected me to go first. I grew up, when I grew up, it was, the Karate Kid was really big. Um, and I basically just went from one martial arts thing to another. As a child, I was totally engulfed in it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was a big fan of the Turtles. Um, I loved the cartoons. Yeah, when you were growing up, they kind of like built martial arts up to be like superhero producing. Yeah, it really did. It made you, you know, just just to act like you needed martial arts made you feel like a superhero. So <laughs> um it didn't work out so well as far as a kid for me to actually do the martial arts. Um I think everybody scared my mother away when she was cuz I was pretty young. I was I was really young when the karate kid came out and uh so my mom starts calling around schools and they're like, well, you know, if you want him with like broken ribs and stuff, then you can bring him on. So, uh, martial arts sure has changed over the years, but anyway, so shortly after I got married, I started in martial arts and that was kind of my, my introduction to it. Cause it was just a lifelong, you can't really call that a passion. That itch in the back of your head. Yes, it was. It's something I always wanted to do. And, uh, I got married pretty young. I got married at 19 uh, you know a little bit about that. Hey. hey. And, uh, <laughs> and shortly after 
I got married. I, uh, yeah, started karate classes. It was Kyokushin. It was, it was really good. You know, people really cared about actual fighting and stuff like that. So it wasn't like some ultra traditional thing that solely focused on kata. And it wasn't that new crap with the trophies. It was all about the punching stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not just punching stuff. We punched each other a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit before. We, my, my instructor, awesome guy, really believed in. Um, <laughs> Scream. Those of you listening, Jay learned how to make a Baja Blast on TikTok. I'm currently really enjoying it. <laughs> Extremely. So my instructor really believed in pressure testing. Didn't realize that was not a thing at normal places. Um, until I went and trained with some other guys and I said, man, these guys kind of suck. Um, <laughs> you were a humble one. <laughs> no, no, no I, I didn't, I didn't run around saying stuff like that or anything. You know, it was just, it was my mentality to kind of push the envelope on my own personal stuff. I've always been a wild person. So, oh, um, went from Kyokushin to jujitsu, did some Brazilian jujitsu for a good while. Um. Yeah, I've done boxing, kickboxing, and then got into MMA because, you know, that's just the natural progression of things. Uh, a little later, I had the opportunity to go professional in MMA, uh, but I was at that point in time, 29, with a business, uh, a full-time job, and a wife and daughter. So I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. So um, I gave up fighting. Broke my heart a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> gave up fighting and... Uh, and moved on to kind of more reality-based things. I trained some fighters for a while. That went okay. <laughs> then got into some really reality-based stuff. Started shooting stuff and got into firearms and instructing firearms. And I think it was just the progression of going from this thing works. There's a bunch of crap out here that doesn't work. Let's do some MMA and, and test some stuff and see. And that went really well to... Yeah, let's just help people protect each other or protect themselves <laughs> and each other. Jada. <laughs> For me, I always had a lot of younger siblings, obviously. Really? I, yeah. I've got three little brothers. Wait, wait. You're not my daughter? No. Yeah, so the thing is, everything we do online, whether we're online, whether we're here in the, the school, whether we're out somewhere else teaching seminars, it doesn't matter. Everybody thinks she's my daughter. It's to the point where a lot of times we just don't. It's like, nah, whatever. We just don't say anything. We're just like, yep. Yeah, whatever. Um, because apparently sometimes, no matter how many times we correct someone, they still think I'm your kid. Anyway. Yeah, but I had a lot of little brothers. And um, a mean older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? No. Oh, okay. I don't know that he knows we have a podcast. <laughs> but uh, way to market this thing, Jim. We're <laughs> we're in a good. Uh, well, we have a really good relationship now. He's a good friend. But when we were younger, like we started out really close, and then we had other younger siblings, and then he got a little older and started being mean. And so, like, I always had to defend my little brothers against him. You know, I was the one who had to stand in between him and the younger siblings. And then we we were homeschooled all of our lives until about uh, part of fifth grade and all of sixth grade. And we went to public school. We had never had any issues with 
bullying because other than you know what our turd older brother did to us you know (laughs) Um, (laughs) we had never had any issues with bullying outside of just you know him um being the older sibling that he was and so we get to public school and it was a little bit more of a culture shock like our parents warned us that it might happen because my family we are all small and we all grew grow later than everybody else um my younger brothers are 16. Are you still waiting on that? What? Growth spurt? Are you still waiting on that growth spurt? No, I don't want to be any taller than I am, actually. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I'm, you know, exactly average height, so I don't care. I'm not technically short. Um, <clears throat> I'm the same boat, but everybody calls to call me short, but I'm actually basically the, the way my height. the ba- the way my family works is we just take a really long time to get to average height. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is how we work. Um, so my young, I have two twin brothers. They're sixteen. They haven't hit four foot. No, they haven't. <laughs> they haven't hit five four yet. They will. They're just growing really slowly. My ja- my dad got married at 19, and he grew four inches after he got married. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. Um, he was one inch taller than my mom <laughs> when they got married. Yeah, guys can grow up until like 21 or so. So, yeah, he grew He grew to 5'9". <laughs> but, yeah, so he, uh, we, we've all, we, we all take a long time to grow. Um, so when we went to sixth grade and everything, we, we were the smallest people there. Like we were tiny compared to everybody else and that attracts bullies, you know? Yeah. I was really small. I understand. Yeah. You know, you get people calling you shrimp, midget, you know, just being absolute jerks and you know, it's kids. So (laughs) it's other kids. My parents always told us if it's just words, like. Go ahead and walk away because mm-hmm. you ju- you can. Yeah. Um. They're like they just like just go ahead and walk away. It's like as soon as someone lays a hand on you though, I want you to punch them right in the nose. Because <laughs> my dad, you know, he was the younger brother and his older brother was a turd, and so he always had he had to know how to throw a punch and he was good with all of the roughhousing. He 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 taught us all of the basics of being able to punch somebody or doing it. But he also taught us when to use it, you know? Um, So before I ever started martial arts or karate or anything, it was just we would go out into the front yard and we would box, you know? (laughs) Um, But street version of boxing, not technical boxing. (laughs) There was no jab cross up. I thought it was taking me a long time to get to my point. Anyway. um, A little bit. Yeah, and I never had any problem with the whole just walking away from the words thing. Yes, it provoked anger in me like nothing else. Just people being jerks for no reason. And I would spit fire back at them. But, you know, it was just... I, for the most part, ignored any of that when it came to me. But I've always been a huge protective instinct person. And so as soon as I found out that my little brothers were having these problems with kids in my grade... I was very angry because they were in uh, they were in kindergarten at the time and I was in fifth grade 
and they had all of these kids in my grade pushing them around, um, pulling them off the stairs to the bus, you know, calling them names, picking on them for their glasses, like, all of that, all of that crap, and that I was not okay with. Like, they would come home in tears. Yeah. Because someone in my grade was being a jerk to them. I'm going to yeah. like, big kids are supposed to protect the little kids. You know, that was my mindset, and it always made me very angry. So one day, when I witnessed someone in my grade pull them off the stairs to the bus, I didn't do anything about it. And then the next day, he was going up the stairs to the bus, and I ripped him down. I grabbed the back of his collar, and I threw him on the ground. And I weigh 50 pounds. The kid was about 100 pounds, so it was twice my size. But I just grabbed him and threw him on the sta- off the stairs to the bus, and I said, my brother's going first today. And my bus driver stickered and turned the other direction. You know, <laughs> like she didn't see anything. And from then on, he didn't bother, my younger siblings. And so for me, that kind of solidified my protective instinct kind yep. of thing. It's like... I can handle things with me, but I don't let people mess with other people. And I always had some trouble trying to figure out what to do with that, you know? Because that was what I was good at, was just helping my younger brothers whenever they were having trouble with things. Like, I did well in school, I did all of that, but I didn't have a niche, you know? I always had athletic ability, like I could climb trees and do all of this stuff. But it never, nothing ever matched up. And I was like, how do I make a career out of not being particularly good at anything? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got those people who are great, absolutely great in math and love it. And um, make a career out of engineering and all of this stuff. And I am not that person. I'm good at math. I'm not great at it. And I absolutely hate it, you know? And I'm not, and I liked history just fine, but not enough to do anything with it. You know, all of these things that I was learning in school and all of this stuff, it just never made any sense to me. And then my little brothers started karate one year. And after they were there for about a year and a half, my Uncle Daniel, who is really who started here before any of us did. He's the one who got them six months of karate for Christmas. Um, and so he got them started, and then he paid for me and Elijah to start karate as well. And so once I started karate here, I finally found out, hey, this is the kind of sports I'm good at. Because I was, I was terrible at kickball and basketball and all of this stuff. I sucked at it, and I hated it. Like, I was never good with traditional sports. And then I came to karate, and it fit with all of my skill level. (laughs) You know, all of the things I was good at. I was like, this actually makes sense. You know, this is something I can be good at. If I don't understand it, I can work towards it. It it all fit so well with who I was. So I made a point to be here all the time. For, I would volunteer here all day, two days a week, all throughout my high school years. And I would just do my schoolwork and all the other days of the week because I went back to homeschool. So, you know, I had that I had that ability to just be like, I'm going to do all of my school this day, this day, and this day so I can be at karate on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I thrived here and I loved it. And it made sense to me. And then it came time for me to graduate and I was like, 
oh crap, what do I do with my life? <laughs> and I'm over here like, I, if it were up to me, I would just volunteer here the rest of my life and just be done with it. Like, but, you know, to, to live, you have to make money. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, you starve. <laughs> so, I, I was trying to figure that out, and I ended up starting college, and I was just going to go and... I was going to go to college and get a degree in teaching and everything because I taught here some of the classes and teaching made sense to me. But I, as I was volunteering in a public school as a teacher's assistant, or not really a teacher's assistant, but just you can volunteer, yeah. Yeah. and I was starting classes, I hated my college classes because they were so time-consuming that I was about to have to cut out, off, cut down my hours here. And then I didn't particularly like volunteering in the public school because there's really not a whole lot you can do. There are so many kids packed into a classroom that you don't have time to get to know how each student learns and help them through each subject. Because I can get to know how a kid learns. I always did it when I was here in teaching martial arts classes because I had time with each student to be able to help them figure out where they were having issues and I went to the school system and they're just so crowded that you can't help each kid you have to do a baseline and I didn't like that and so I was like so I am going to college to learn how to do something I don't even like (laughs) and so I finally was like I've got to just spend some time to figure this out so I canceled my classes and then the day after I canceled my classes I was volunteering here, and Brian goes, but just out of, out of curiosity, would, would you be interested in trying to get to full-time working here, like as an actual job? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then I neglected to tell him that I had quit college classes the day before, so he finds out about that. The day after? And then I think <laughs> she has quit college because I was talking about something that might happen later down the road. <laughs> so then I thought, wait a second. <laughs> and then he ended up apologizing to my parents, and they were, like, laughing hysterically and told them, no, 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 she, she quit before you said that. And so he was like, well, that's good to know. I just felt like crap for a couple days. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to stop bumping the table. Yeah. But that's really the story. This is kind of, I kind of just worked my way into, from just taking classes to volunteering to getting paid to being an employee. (laughs) And then um, when we started going further into the self-defense stuff, because at that point it was still just mainly martial arts stuff. Yeah, but let's be Um, honest. When we were teaching self-defense, we were teaching as real of self-defense as we knew at the time. Yeah. And, you know, that has not changed a tremendous amount, really. What we have taught has not changed this tremendous amount during that time. But the way we've been able to teach it has, I think, gotten a lot better because of some of the other training that we have done. Mm-hmm. But once we did start getting further into the self-defense stuff, it made a lot of sense with me, too, just because, you know, the natural protecting instinct. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was kind of my journey into doing this as a career. Once I found out it was an option, it was just kind of <laughs> done deal. I don't like anything else, so 
Like, because I, I have the ability to work. I can do a mundane job if I have to. Like, I can do repetitive jobs. Like, I volunteered at the food thing where you just sit the entire day and you scoop different things into Where you're into doing, a, making meals for the hungry? Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. See, I enjoyed that even though it was a repetitive task because I could get into a rhythm. And by then, it was just like getting into the rhythm. I felt like... It also like, helps to know what you were doing was actually making a difference in the greater... Mm-hmm. sense of the world but if i can make a difference in another area where i get to move around and kick stuff that's a whole lot cooler to me <laughs> <laughs> i agree with that also when you can make a difference I mean, you know something like that that was really awesome because you're making a difference in a person's life but it's a person that you will never ever see you know in a situation like here we can make a difference in people's lives sometimes where we get this one-on-one interaction i'm sitting here looking you in the eye and and getting that you know, they have that light bulb moment or whatever, you know, and, and you see, or just the time, the time that you've spent, we get to spend with people, you know, makes a huge difference in people's lives at times. So, And I like seeing the kids that don't feel like they're good at a whole lot of other things, mm-hmm. like are told they're not athletic because they're not great with the normal sports and stuff. And then they come in here and they just thrive in the classes and do well. It's like people... Uh, there's a stereotype for athletes that it's like you just good at sports, you know. Yeah. I am terrible at sports. I suck at it, and I think too much about the rules. I can't just perform. I'm just like, um, would it be breaking rules if I did this? Why is this a rule? That's stupid. You know, yeah. I overthink everything. So the traditional sports don't work well for me. There, there's but definitely teaching a difference martial arts works well for me because of my overthinking. I think about every aspect of the technique, why it's done, and then I'm able to explain it in a detailed way that the kids understand. So uh, overthinking works for me in this environment. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I, I realized that I actually fit in this. Yeah. And it's technically a sport, so. <laughs> so because I was always frustrated when I was told I wasn't athletic, you know? I'm over here going, you have no idea yeah. what I'm good at. And then I come here, and I'm just like, well, screw you. <laughs> All right, Kylie. That means I guess we have saved the best for last. So, your turn. Your journey. Let's hear it. Okay, so I've basically been doing martial arts throughout my life. So I've done Kyokushin up to where we are now, and we've been doing... Sport karate, and I really enjoyed that because it gives, for some reason, I like the katas because they have weapons and they're different than all the Kyokushin katas because the Kyokushin katas, you don't have really space to be creative in, in my perspective. You like the open stuff. Yes. As I like far the, as I guess. Yes. Open katas are katas that you can edit and um, add in tricks, make it your own, make it look impressive, and they are a little bit more entertaining to learn than the traditional katas that are very set in their moves. That's what Kylie likes about that, is that she has a lot more freedom with what she's learning. And she likes the weapons. She she, she likes, <laughs> yeah, she likes sharp things and... <laughs> And for a while, I was trying to balance back and forth, but I really liked sport karate better because mm-hmm. of the open stuff. And, and, and in all honesty, at the time, it was because of the competition as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like you, you've gotten um, there was a, there was like a comment or two that was like oh like on the TikTok videos it's like oh I don't think this girl knows what she's talking about she probably don't even know martial arts how how, how did you do in competition very well I think <laughs> yeah. I at least came in second place sometimes first one when I was doing like earlier one earlier tournaments and stuff. No, no. You got at what level? That's that's the question here. We're talking about an international at, level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you started competing in the sport aspect of it, you we went to some local tournaments where you uh, just blew everybody out of the water. And I was told by and we did not do sports stuff. We just that was not the school we were. That was not our school. And uh, we went to a tournament and it was like I had a guy come walking over to me and he tells me he says, "Look, your girl." She is phenomenal, and she could probably go as far in the sport as, as she wanted to go. And uh, so we, you loved it. So we went from a little local competition where you blew it out of the water to a regional competition where you blew it out of the water to a national competition where you also placed first and blew it out of the water. And I had comments basically every one of these and where we went to our first international level competition fairly quickly you went from local to international level fairly quickly and that first international tournament you placed like third or something like that and that's extremely well even though i downed myself i think yes that's ex yes when you're placing third place at an international level when you have a very large group of people there that's pretty good <laughs> you did well on some team weapon stuff too you went to Grand Slam Nationals? Was that it? Yeah, no. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she did that as well. And yeah. that's with all of the hyper martial artists. Well, there's some of those, that are yeah. like absolutely yeah. insane. So, yeah, you, you've done well. And then you went to the World Championships. Yep. And got like second place, first place. You got first place team, right? Yeah. And then second place, and like another second or third, or somewhere in that range. Yes, yeah, everything in that like range. the lowest lowest thing you placed at when it comes to the world championships was like third place. Yeah. So yes, when it comes to just straight up martial arts, you were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> then I decided to stop doing tournaments because it was time consuming. It was extremely time consuming. We yeah. were heading out. We were traveling out of the state about once a month. Yeah. And, um, and then doing local tournaments as well. After I stopped doing the tournaments and stuff, I started to notice the reality-based self-defense that they were doing, and it piqued my interest. So I started to do some training in that. The next question is, how did that lead from just learning it because it piqued your interest to where now you are the face of the TikTok videos? You're a viral face. After I started learning that stuff, I... It clicked that these things don't just happen in movies. These things happen in real life. And I wanted to do my part to not let stuff like craziness happen. Just to spread the spread the word about it? Yes. So basically, as you were learning it, you felt like you, you needed to get the word out to other people. Yeah. Yeah, and you sure. do your part to get the word out to other Burning people. Burning my insides with the strength. <laughs> But it's lovely. So this has been a very interesting podcast. I don't know 
how many more we I don't know how much it makes sense to everybody else, but it was, you know. Oh, yeah. It has. I hope you guys enjoyed it anyway. Uh, if you would actually like to hear more, uh, and another thing I thought about was like segments. Do, do people want you know, like segments? We would love to hear some feedback on some things. Like, do you guys like certain segments that we kind of repeat each time? Um, we talk about, you know, certain things. Um, you know, we could break down other self-defense things that we've seen. I don't know. Um, we're just looking for some ideas with this. Otherwise, you know, sometimes you're just going to get some random times of us talking like this. Thank you guys so much. We will see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.